Little honey bees flying around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown. Bring it to Tennessee farm table, butter beans, peas, beets and chard, chickens running in the yard, catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop in black gang candy stripes. Look at them loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee Farm Table. Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table, a show that is dedicated to the people of our Appalachian region who produce, prepare, and preserve our local foods and our agricultural products. This is your hostess, Amy Campbell. Our theme song was graciously sung, arranged, and produced by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee. We are so proud of this talented 14-year-old Tennessee performer. And today, we visit with Executive Director of the Foothills Land Conservancy, Bill Claybo, and Development Director, Elise Eustace. Over the past 33 years, this nonprofit organization has helped to preserve over 100,000 acres of our beautiful East Tennessee landscape, working farms and open spaces. Today, we hear how this organization operates, how you can become involved in the good work that they do in our community. And Fred Sossman shares with us an overnight pickle recipe by way of Lynn Tolley, who is the great-grandniece and closest living relative of Tennessee whiskey maker Jack Daniels. Lynn formerly ran Miss Mary Bobo's boarding house in Lynchburg, Tennessee. If you're listening by radio, I have a real pretty bluegrass gospel number from Peter Rowan and Bobby Osborne. Thank you for pulling up a chair to our Tennessee table today. I am happy to have your good company. Now let's get started. Today, I'm featuring the Foothills Land Conservancy, which is based out of Blount County, Tennessee. Now, in their 33rd year of service, Foothills Land Conservancy has assisted in the preservation of over 100,000 acres of cherished mountains, working farms, and rural landscapes in 38 Tennessee counties and across six additional states. 2017 was another banner year for the Conservancy. In addition to relocating the organization out to the 300-acre Harris Farm and adding two staff biologists to the team, Foothills Land Conservancy preserved close to 15,700 acres. Foothills Land Conservancy is a 5013C nonprofit and does not receive any financial assistance from local, out-of-state, or federal governments. They rely on individual and corporate donations solely to sustain the organization, land acquisition, and stewardship funds. So let's hear more about this organization right now. Bill, can you describe, or at least, what Foothills Land Conservancy does? 
Well, in one short word, we protect land. We work with landowners who do not want to see their land developed, and whether it's a small farm or a mountaintop or a large farm or a, a lot in the city, we work with those people to ensure that their land's never developed according to their wishes. How do people get involved if they don't have land per se? Can they still help you out? Yeah, we have some volunteer opportunities, not a lot, but we have some volunteer opportunities. But the greatest way is just um, donate money or donate uh, services to us. Um, we're a typical nonprofit. We're always looking uh, for handouts. Can we mention Gail Harris? Oh, absolutely. Gail's founding president of the organization uh, has bequested her farm to Foothills in perpetuity. It will be a uh, a focal point of ours at some point, we actually hope to make it a, a, a model, do some educational opportunities out there, and Gail continues to contribute to Foothills in many ways, and she is certainly a friend of Foothills. She is, and uh, also she served on our board to help start the Miraville Farmers Market. Mm-hmm. You know, here at the Tennessee Farm Table, we talk about specifically growers and people who produce our agricultural products. So if a person had a big farm and they put it here with y'all, can they still utilize the land? Yeah, absolutely. I was on a a track of land yesterday in Middle Tennessee, and it's a 2,400-acre track, and probably, I'm going to guess, about 1,800 acres of it was tillable, Mm -hmm. and they must have had 1,800 acres of corn grown. It's just a beautiful crop of corn. Um, We have people that uh, farm it. Back to Gale. Gales is an active farm. They row crop it. There's cattle on. So yes, they they can do still do um, typical agricultural exercises on the farm. Excellent. Is there a real benefit in terms of uh, you're a nonprofit organization? So it seems like there would be a real benefit tax wise. Is there is not a property tax mm-hmm. benefit, but there is a federal income tax uh, benefit. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Well, okay. Well, we primarily work with landowners um, when they are interested in preserving their property forever. And one of the tools and resources provided to us here in the United States is something called a conservation easement agreement. So it's a formal agreement that's voluntary and customizable between a land trust and a landowner that specifies what can and cannot take place on the land. So the landowner continues to own the land. They can sell it, bequest it. Um, they can lease it and farm it, uh, but it will just never be commercially or residentially developed. And so that agreement is worked out uh, between our organization and the landowner. And it kind of goes through a process where we go out and visit and talk to them. We agree on prohibited uses and reserved rights. Our board visits the project and we talk about it amongst board and staff and uh, work with them to solidify this agreement. And this usually occurs right before the end of the year. So we're pretty busy in December completing these projects. But the number one thing we wanna communicate to the public is that this is a resource for landowners when their focus is on preserving the land. I've always, appreciated what you do here but I never really knew the how a person gets involved and always thought well maybe the land can't be used or something like that but that's just not the case is it no no there's there's some general limitations where 
things like dumping, things like building structures that are not listed within the easement, but limited building can occur. You can add an additional house site. You can add a barn or um, remodel a barn or existing structure. Um, so there is some flexibility in the way it's written. And because we have uh, over 130 conservation easement agreements, the language that we already have um, can be reviewed by the landowner and their attorneys. So they can really take a breath of all the different unique properties that we have to come up with what their needs are as well. Um, the other thing is while conservation easement agreements are very popular, we also have monies reserved for land acquisition. So if a property were to come up, we could assist with the purchase of that. Uh, we also will work with landowners if they want to request their property or assets to Foothills. And so that's just something that we can work with um, anyone that's interested individually on that. How much land has this organization preserved? We're just shy of 59,000 acres, but that's taking into account since we started some projects that we worked on in the community, large parcels like the Abrams Creek uh, Chilhowee Bear Preserve, um, out at Smith Bend Wildlife Refuge. I mean, there's just different projects early on in our organization where um, we worked with the community to purchase lands and then convey it to state parks, to the Smokies, that type of thing. So um, if you take into account all that acreage along with our conservation easements um, and just ways that we have tied in, we have actively tried to assist with all of that acreage. So it's... Bill has often told us this year that he expect another record-breaking year for us. So we've had four consecutive years of record-breaking acreage preservation. And so this year we're looking forward to hopefully what will be some larger projects um, and some diversified projects among all the different counties in Tennessee. So we look forward to posting that news at the end of the year. Wonderful. Gosh, you do such good work. Well, thank you. So do you. We appreciate <laughs> you spreading the word about our organization and oh, about what, yes. what landowners have available. Absolutely, because our open, beautiful green spaces, just even for just enjoyment, are just disappearing. And it's important to preserve our natural landscape. It's true. It is. It's diversified. It's beautiful. Our area is unique within the United States, and it's well worth preserving. Yes, it is. And also farmland. Yeah. Um, at one point, Blunt County was a giant farming community. There were 50 dairies mm -hmm. when Gail Harris and her husband bought their land, and it's now down to two, right? Or, and, or something I've like that. <laughs> I've heard, you know, similar, um, you know, facts and, and information. I know the American Farmland Trust and... Um, there's also different statistics out there within, you know, Tennessee Department of Agriculture, too. And it is a little unsettling, some of the numbers that you read about where farmland is now, you know, earmarked for development. But um, what we try to do is keep an open mind for everyone um, so that no matter who you are, um, where your land is, uh, that you feel you can reach out to us and we will try to work with you. We're, we see ourselves as that resource in a, a landscape that, you know, is changing. There are some uh, signs on occasion I'll see that say Century Farms and you guys have some kind of tie-in with that. Can you sure. tell us? Sure. Let me tell you a little is. bit about that. 
The Tennessee Century Farm Program is put on through MTSU, Mm -hmm. and they reach out to landowners whose farm has been in their family for at least 100 years. Okay. And when farms are even older than that, let's say 150, that's considered a centennial farm. Uh And so they have different kind of uh, historical designations. But if your family farm has been uh, under your current family ownership for 100 plus years, you can fill out an application and register your farm as a century farm for the state of Tennessee. And they will send you out a plaque that you can place on your property. It's a really interesting, a really neat program, and it's a way to showcase and highlight the culture of our area. Uh, I think to date Foothills has at least three that come to mind where we have an easement with the Century Farm uh, Mm -hmm. landowner. So that's really, really exciting. And a few years ago we did a big mailing out to all the different Century Farm properties uh, to let them know about land trusts and about conservation easements. To me it's just a win-win and it's a good learning opportunity. It's eye-catching and it allows people to question, what is that? Yes. And will I see more of them? Yes. And, you know, what other farms out there in my area also have that century designation? Because children 50 years from now, and Bill tells the story pretty well, but he always wonders, will kids know where milk comes from? Will they see it and experience it themselves in the region and where they're growing up? Uh, and so it's important to preserve our culture, our food, our land for future generations. And I think in our busy society, although we we cognitively understand that, it's just important to try to set in motion some ways to preserve our culture and our land for future generations. Well said. If we have listeners today that are just thinking about what to do with their land or in the future, what's the best time of year to get in touch with you? Well, any time a landowner has questions or just wants to learn more, even if that's December 28th, please give us a call. Um, we're here just during normal business hours, but you can also you know, visit us on Facebook or our website. Um, but if you have some questions about what we do and about your property, call us, especially spring and summer. We have time to work with you if you're really wanting to start putting a, a conservation easement on your property. If there's a lot of interest, um, please call us and don't wait till the fall. I mean, we'll still talk to you, but but there's some things that needs to happen um, mm-hmm. before this agreement can be completed. Mm-hmm. So, and we're usually finishing up a whole bunch of projects in December. It's one of our busiest months of the year. Yeah, and you know, you and Bill touched on the the tax deduction portion, and and that's something that um, you know there can be interest among landowners. And certainly, you know, they can reach out to their tax attorney. And we don't offer advice, but we can we can talk to them a little bit about it. Um, and that's why sometimes if there is interest with that, mm-hmm. there's an incentive to try to close at the end of the year. We rely on individual and corporate contributions to carry on our mission. Absolutely. So. Well, Elise, um, if people would like to contact you here mm-hmm. what again is that website and okay. facebook and all oh, that stuff oh boy well with facebook you can just type in foothills land conservancy and we will pop up our website is www.foothillsland.org and then our office number is 865-681-8326 but all of our info is on our homepage there at foothills 
Elise Eustace. Thank you so much for visiting with us today. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for coming out and just talking with with me and with Bill and about Foothills. Thank you. Thank you. And you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. Today's guests had been Bill Clabo, Executive Director of the Foothills Land Conservancy, and Elise Eustace, the Development Director. This evening, they are hosting their summer celebration, and it is one of their biggest yearly fundraisers. Details about this organization and the celebration online, foothillsland.org. As always, I've placed the links to all my guests and today's recipe online at tennesseefarmtable.com. Just look for the link that says listen to the show. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table is brought to you in part by Century Harvest Farms and Century Harvest Farms Foundation in Greenback, Tennessee. A sustainable farm in East Tennessee producing 100% grass-fed beef and other wholesome farm products. Preservative-free grass-fed charcuterie, preserves, pickles, and jams. Also home to the community-serving, food-insecurity-fighting Century Harvest Farms Foundation. Details at centuryharvest.com. And now, let's join our friend Fred Sossman from Johnson City, Tennessee. We've been making overnight pickles for over 25 years. There's no canning involved, and you can start enjoying these quickly prepared cucumbers within hours. The recipe is adapted from Jack Daniel's The Spirit of Tennessee Cookbook, published in 1988 and written by Pat Mitchamore and Lynn Tolley. Lynn is the great-grandniece of the famed whiskey maker Jack Daniel. She is his closest surviving relative. Not only does Lynn Tolley know Tennessee whiskey, she knows a whole lot about food with a degree in home economics and nutrition from the University of Georgia. Lynn runs one of Tennessee's finest restaurants, Miss Mary Bobo's Boarding House in Lynchburg, Tennessee, where each table has a local hostess who gets the conversation started by asking all the diners at the table where they're from. Dining at Miss Mary's is a celebration of the goodness of the Tennessee table. To make these overnight pickles, Peel and slice about six medium cucumbers and two small onions. In a saucepan, combine the following ingredients. A quarter cup of sugar, one cup of apple cider vinegar or white vinegar, one teaspoon of dill seed, one teaspoon of mustard seed, one teaspoon of celery seed, one tablespoon of salt, and one-half teaspoon of cream of tartar. You bring that mixture to a boil and boil it for about one minute. Then pour it over the cucumbers and onions. Pour everything into a non-reactive bowl or jar, cover it, and marinate in the refrigerator overnight. These overnight pickles will be ready to eat the next day. For the Tennessee Farm Table... 
I'm Fred Sossman. And as a side note from the piece that you just heard from Fred, I have posted the recipe for these overnight pickles on my website. And on March 31st of this year, Lynn Tolley stepped down from her day-to-day responsibilities as proprietress of Miss Mary Bobo's boarding house in Lynchburg. Her last day was February 28th. And although she no longer is a daily fixture at Lynchburg's landmark eatery, Tolly is continuing her work as Jack Daniels' master taster and brand ambassador, traveling the world on behalf of her uncle Jack Daniels sipping whiskey and the boarding house where he took his noonday meal. This is Bill Claybo with Foothills Land Conservancy, and you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table on Tennessee's own WDVX. In addition to the Tennessee Farm Table Show as a podcast, the program is also a radio show which is broadcast every Saturday morning from 9 to 9.30 a.m. on the radio waves from the WDVX Knoxville studio in downtown Knoxville, Tennessee. WDVX is a non-commercial, listener-supported radio station and does not receive any support from universities or national public radio. Support for WDVX Radio comes from homegrown listeners like yourselves, volunteers, and businesses who believe in the mission of WDVX. WDVX delivers a hearty helping of variety programming for the whole community 24-7 for over 20 years now. Details at WDVX.com. Thank you so much for joining us here today at the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. It has been an honor to have your good company. We always love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or through the website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. I'd sure love to hear from you and swap some recipes and stories. Big thanks to Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee, for the musical arrangement and singing and recording of our theme song. For updated appearances, schedule, news, and her new recording, connect with Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Production.